Hi there, I'm Cindy Bunt and my favourite way to talk is to get straight into the nitty gritty. What really brings you joy? Ignites your passion. What are you scared of the most? What do you regret? And my favourite mind-blowing question, what do you wish you could have told your younger self So stick around because this is not a surface, hi, how are you, conversation. Hi, I'm back again for my second recording and I'm pretty excited, I've got to say, a little bit nervous too. It's quite confronting when you're thinking about how to talk to people that may or may not know you, don't see you or it's not the same as face to face which comes very naturally so I'm enjoying just writing down a few notes so I know what to talk about and I thought I'd answer my own questions that I mentioned in the intro which is what brings me joy ignites my passion what am I scared of have I got any regrets and the important one for me anyway is what do you wish you could tell your younger self So I'll start with the positive things at the start. Well, I think it's all positive in a way. What brings me joy? Oh my goodness. Uh, Sharing food with family, coming around the table at dinner time, the banter. I think that's pretty cool. I absolutely enjoy all the classes that I hold because I love meeting new people. I love meeting new people. I love finding out people's, you know, um, unusual behaviors things that annoy them or make them laugh or what sort of sense of humor they've got and I love to have fun in those realms also I enjoy finding someone that's a bit gruff and grumpy and getting a laugh out of them I'm not gonna lie I've definitely um, find that to be an achievement to get someone that's a bit grumpy or not so uh, outwardly joyful and get them really you know, having a laugh. So I quite enjoy that. And I enjoy, oh, I really enjoy pranking. I've got to, I'm not going to lie. I do lots of things like um, turning on sprinklers when people are in the veggie garden. It was very tempting when we got married under the arbor to our vegetable garden to not time the pop-up sprinklers to come on and, and get um, it was only 20 people there and they're all my family, except they all were kind of half expecting it uh, because they've been pranked by me before. I love getting people to taste things which I know are sour or really horrible without cooking, like quinces, for instance. And I can't believe that Matt keeps tasting stuff that I give him without questioning it. He's so, that's my husband, he's so trusting and I've got him so many times so the kids they only took one pranking before they started making me taste it first they are switched on they expect the unexpected and i love playing murder in the dark with the kids i don't know if you have that game or not at your house but uh, we do this thing at night time you turn the lights off someone goes out of the room puts a beanie over their head everyone hides in the living area and then you come back in the room and it's dark for everyone and you've got to basically try and find... It's like hide and seek, but it's in the dark and you can just hide in plain sight. So my favourite place is to stand on the table, behind the curtain. And I often think if someone drove past and flashed their lights past and they saw in the window 
just this person standing behind the window. That would just be so weird. Um, anyway, we have lots of fun doing that. So that's some, some of the joy that I definitely seek out. Definitely the sharing food. Oh, of course, the joy. My pinnacle moment of all time is picking a ripe peach from the tree perfectly ripe still warm from the kiss of the sun and you go to take that bite and you forget you're meant to bend over because it's so juicy and you have that flavor of that perfectly ripe peach and for me that's that time when no one's richer than me at this point you can be as rich as me and I hope everyone gets to experience it like I have but you just can't buy that flavor and so I guess I guess there's a food lover joy there as well so that's the joy part. Now, ignites my passion. I think those two are a little bit combined. I'm very creative, it turns out. I was maths and science in high school. This is so weird that I've turned out to be so creative when I actually took up agriculture in year 12 to do a humanity subject because I was too maths, the science, all of those. I had English, of course, um, and I took up ag just to do another humanities. And um, it turns out then my first job was, of course, gardener greenkeeper at the Narracourt Council. So really weird that that's how that happened. So my passion is in that creative process. So if you look at it from the paintings point of view, you start with a canvas that's empty, paint that's in the tube and some paintbrushes. And then because of you, you end up with something incredible. You've created this thing. And I feel the same way in the kitchen. You start with these basic ingredients. Some of them are spices, something from the pantry, something from the fridge. And because of your creative input, I guess you could say, you end up with something incredible. And then I look at it again in the garden. You go, okay, that was a plant that was just happily growing. But you, because of you, because you struck cuttings, because you sowed the seed because it was just a packet of seed, but, but before you, it was not very much. And because of your import, your creativity, you now have, you know, this French heirloom rock melon, which you can smell when it's ripe, not, um, you can't see when it's ripe because it's under the foliage, but your nose will tell you where the ripe rock melon is because it absolutely smells so incredible. And I love those kind of experiences where, before you, it was not much. It was very basic. And then after you, it's something amazing. That is my passion right there. And I think I could just about apply that to anything I enjoy. So that's those two are a little bit tied. So that brings me to what am I scared of? And this is a hard one to describe, actually. My first initial thought was I'm really scared of not achieving the goals that I've set out. And I don't know why, but achievement is one of my four pillars. I don't know if you've done that test yet, but um, I'll talk about that at some stage in the future. Uh, but not achieving my goals was up there and not being able to, or being restricted in the limit of how far I can take my goals. I think that's what I'm scared of. I mean, I have some big goals, so I've, I think I'd be quite scared of that. Uh, and regret. Regret is a... Oh, that's a big one, isn't it? Already at 45, what do you regret? Regret. Lots of things. Plenty of things I regret. 
Um, I regret teasing my hair and having at the front and how, using up a can of hairspray. That's probably the funny version of what I regret. More realistically, though, I regret getting into so much debt in my previous couple of chapters from being an adult and starting a garden centre and we owned land and we, we just kept changing businesses every three years and getting excited about a new venture or, you know, adding on to our new venture. And it always started with debt. Had we stuck it out an extra year or two, we may not have got in so much debt and that just felt so overwhelming to me. It made me feel like there was no choice but to say yes to everything that came my way just to try and reduce that a little bit. And uh, so that's a definite regret there and probably a regret sort of not sticking out a business just a bit longer um, to kind of really really start getting in that profit mode I think that's that's probably a regret uh, other than that that's probably the main main one that comes to mind just being in so much debt and feeling just dilap like just controlled and restricted and um, overwhelmed by it I think just thinking I'll never get to pay this off in my lifetime and that was kind of the all-consuming sort of base thought in the background which of course I had did many good things so it's not that um, it stopped me from doing the things I wanted but it was always with the idea to help pay off the debt was the the background behind it so that's that's my regret is just borrowing too much money oh and I did just think of some funny things that I regret that you might may or may not relate to but during the first lot of COVID lockdown, I turned to Facebook shopping, which is, I regret so much. The three things I bought that were completely useless, but the ads looked really good and got me in, were some knee support pads that look like hinges that get strapped to the back of your knees. The ad looked fantastic. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It did draw me in. It looked well made and well proper, and you couldn't see where it was being sent from. They're really sneaky. Anyway, they came and they were the most dodgy, poorly made, not working versions of what they actually were. So that's number one. You think I've learnt by that one. The second one, I got sucked into a mini chainsaw. I had price. I mean, I'm a battery operated tool person. I just absolutely love all the power tools and the, the pruners and the recipro saws and the Oh my goodness, my knees just go weak when I go to Bunnings um, and I, I've got quite a good collection now but I did think, oh, you know, $260 was a little pricey for a mini electric chainsaw and this thing just popped up on my feed. It looks so good and I ordered it and I was pretty sure I paid attention and what they sent me instead, and I should have known, you know, if it's 20 bucks and it's normally 260 you know that saying, if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. Yeah, well, it took me a few goes to ban myself from buying off Facebook things. However, what turned up was a chain that is the cheap version of that. So they've sent me the wrong thing and they're sort of taking taking sort of faith in that people have only spent $20 and can't be bothered with the complaint and send back portion of the 
purchasing and so it t it turned out to just be a length of chain and with two handles on it and you put it on a limb and you swing your arms back and forth seesaw seesaw kind of way and it actually does work but it's not it's not a battery powered chainsaw which looked like a very good brand so that's sting number two. Oh, it keeps going it keeps going um just trying to think of the third one. Oh gosh my goodness what what an idiot I've been on there, but I can't I can't think of the third one. I can't oh what was it? Was it something really uh, let me see. Oh was something oh oh yeah now I think of it. It was these overalls, gardening overalls, right? I'm a sucker for looking cool, doing the stuff I like. I'm even wearing overalls right now, but they aren't those ones. These overalls were made of water resistant material. Ad looked sensational. The girl's bending down, standing up, and the strap that goes over your shoulder has got stretchy elastic in it. So, you know, you're not getting pulled on your shoulders as you're bending down and gardening, which if you're gardening, at some point you have to bend down. So I thought, that's brilliant. It's got pockets up the wazoo. Everywhere you look, there's a pocket. I was like, well, this sounds great for my pruners, for my tags, if I'm tying up the tomatoes. I was totally sucked into these things and I like the the army green color I was like oh, I'm gonna look ridgy ditch you beaut proper well gardening look so I purchased them and they were $40 and they came and whilst they looked like the garment that I saw obviously they steal ads of companies that actually do produce these things for real and then they make the rip-off versions of them so these things were in the most flimsy material that wasn't stretchy um shoulder thing so they were like close they could they could get in in that they were getting you with oh you know oh it's close to it and it would work but could you be bothered for 40 bucks and i just no i can't be bothered however it's very annoying because they didn't have the stretch thing they had a few pockets yes they were they did fit so that was surprising because, you know, Chinese brands, the extra, extra, extra large would be a size 8 over here. So I was a bit um, disappointed. And obviously I didn't think I was getting it from, you know, a rip-off thing. However, so that's my regrets is the, uh, the Facebook purchasing. And there was one other thing I ordered as well, and it was completely not even the thing I ordered. And I reckon it was like some electric pasta maker yeah, like a plug-in pasta making. You put flour and eggs in it and it you push this button and out, out pops, you know, penne pasta or something like that. And I think I got something like a, a jewellery thing in a box instead. So, yep, that's my... I think that was... So that was four. That was four regrettable purchases on Facebook during that first lot of lockdown. It's very cheap purchases. If it sounds too good to be true... It must be. And so, you know, I learnt my lesson after the fourth go. I've now banned myself. And if I do see something I really like, I'll actually go and search it up on the internet first, find the actual proper company. And um, and, and by the way, I've since bought myself a proper $260 battery chargeable mini chainsaw, which makes very short work of the orchard pruning in wintertime. So, yeah. At the end of the day, had I added all this money up, I'd be well on my way to the actual pruner instead of some stupid handheld manual labour thing, which is just so pedestrian. <laughs> 
And as the final part of what I'd like to talk about today are the things that you wish you could tell your younger self. Now, I've broken this into categories as teenagers, 20s, 30s, 40s. And just to give it a little bit of um, depth there. And this is, oh, I don't know if this is relatable or not. But when I was a teenager, I really thought I was fat and ugly. So I would like to go back to when I was a teenager and say... First of all, you weren't fat and you weren't ugly. That would be quite moving. And I think it's helpful to help heal and even forgive yourself, perhaps, if you think you've done some stupid things back in your past. It's not necessarily where I think we need to dwell, but I think where it's just good to like look back and go, hmm, what did you actually need to tell yourself uh, in this era? So if in my teenage years... I would say you're not fat and ugly and actually how you look is not tied to the sort of person that you are. So stop thinking that if you're tall and what society thought was pretty at the time, and let's just keep that in mind, there's shoulder pads back then and a big buffy hairdo with lots of hairspray. Um, you know, that's that actually doesn't mean your worth. Your worth is not tied to your looks. I think that's what I'd like to convey myself and also you are worthy that's that's going to pop up in every chapter but anyway I'm, I'm working on that one uh so in my 20s or hopefully you'll get a laugh out of this one I'd like to go back to myself in my 20s and say you don't know everything you think you know everything but you don't know everything you are trying so hard to be an adult and um yeah i think i think that was my 20s i really you know i'd studied i did my horticulture certificate i thought i knew everything about plants and gardening um i thought i was yeah unstoppable and knew more than anyone so i've got to say i'd love to go back and just give my shoulders a little shake and say you know pull your head in you don't know at all that's know-it-all 20s, I'm going to call that. Uh, and then in my 30s, I'd like to go back to myself back then and say, um, you don't have to do it all. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to be everyone's everything. And you don't have to just say yes to everything. No is an answer. Uh, and don't forget, I was in debt a lot back then and running a business. And that's when I had my farm shop, nursery, cafe, was in a band, we practiced once a week, we did gigs quite regularly and that would be like a 4am return to home, followed by, that's a Saturday night gig, followed by a Sunday's the busiest day at the, the cafe. Um, we did restaurant nights, we had backpackers living with us. So it was just, it was a lot, it was a lot in my 30s. And if I could go back and say, you know, you don't have to do it all and and also don't oh, there's one really weird I'm only just, just thinking about it now and trying to sort of come to terms with it I guess forgive yourself a little bit but I did I had the rain so tight on everything I guess it's controlling I suppose because I really wanted such a high quality experience for everyone that I don't think I gave anyone else a chance to have the reins a bit or let the let the reins go slack so that someone else could pick up the reins because of course someone else isn't going to pick up the reins and be instantly 
as good as you are at holding the reins. There's going to be that learning phase, or maybe it doesn't have to be just the way I want it to be. So I really see that there was a bit of a tight rein holding section in that era, which would be good to go back and say, you know, let the reins go a little bit and let other people do their version of, of what they think. So definitely that's some groundbreaking stuff. And then now that I'm looking at it, I go, you know, just forgive yourself as well. Because it's one thing to point out the things that you wish you could have done differently or what you could tell yourself in that era. But it's also another thing to go, you know what, you were just doing the best you can. You didn't think that at the time, otherwise you would have done it. And um, don't be too hard on yourself there. So that's the 30s. And in the 40s, oh, I love the 40s. Oh, naughty 40s, isn't it? That's what they say. I did meet Matt when I turned 40, just after I turned 40, my now husband. So that's five years ago. And I loved the era. It's, it was this empowered era, era for me. So my husband had left and gone to Mount Gambia. I was on the farm on my own, running a business, farm shop, nursery, cafe, two kids on a five-acre block on our thousand acre farm and running this business as well and I just had this really empowering feeling come over me my birthday present that I wanted was a cordless drill so I could fix my own shit and that was very very cool once I started sort of realizing there's a couple pivotal moments in there that were just game changers one was accepting help I remember going to the pub one night for dinner and one of our neighbors kindly asked me was there anything that they could do to help out around the property because it you know five acres is pretty big and it's a big orchard and veggie garden and um, chickens and big lawns to mow and stuff like that and I immediately you know pretty proud from a proud background and we don't ask for help and you, you die trying basically and I said no I'm good thanks everything's great which it wasn't, but, you know, you lie. And he actually looked disappointed to not be of some sort of neighbourly assistance. And I saw the look on his face and I immediately registered and then just went, well, you know what, actually there is one thing, one thing that's really annoying me and I don't know how to fix it. If you've got a second to come up one night after work this week, I would love some help. And he goes, well, what is it? And I said, well, every time I have to want to mow the lawn, First of all, I have to pump up two tires and that takes me 20 minutes and that's and then I've got sometimes I've only got one spare hour either before it's dark or they have to go and cook dinner or I have to go back to the farm shop and um, cater to an event. I said, so I'd like to just be able to get on the mower. It was a John Deere under deck mower, just your average kind of ride on. Um, I just want to be able to get on the mower and just start mowing without having to pump up tyres, drive the car close enough to it, plug in the cigarette lighter thing. And by the time I'm, you know, I've just, I just want to start mowing. And he goes, right, we'll come up and have a look. And he said, it needs two new new tubes. And it was really hard to get because they had never been changed, the tyres. It was hard to get the lock nuts off the tyres so I could take the tyres into the tyre shop in Narracourt and get new tubes in them. And I got whatever tube, I can't remember the name of it, but I got whatever tube thing that never was going to go flat again. And I was like, you beauty, Bob's your uncle. And 
excellent. And then he helped me put the tyres back on. That was actually a job I physically didn't know or mentally how to do. And so on one hand, it was a, it was made him feel really good because it, it actually makes you feel good when someone asks for your help. This is something I've, I'm realising as I'm ageing. And secondly, um, I could just get on the mower and start mowing instead of having to pump up the flame and tyres, which is very annoying. So that was just fantastic to learn that part. And the second kind of epiphany part was when we had a tiger snake in the chicken coop. Now, we're on a farm in the middle of a paddock, okay? We're in snake country, so, you know, fair enough. But there was a snake skin on the eggs and the kids. I'd been sending the kids to go and get the eggs under sufferance because they're scared of the chickens. But still, I was trying to, like, really get them to be farm kids anyway. And one time they come in and they're like, there's a snake skin on the eggs. I'm like, oh, surely there's not. So I went out and checked it. Fair enough. There was a four-foot snake skin lying over the eggs. And I was like, well, this isn't good. We had snake-proofed the chicken yard, but there was one hole just outside of it. And I thought, I wonder if it's here. So I bundled up some bird netting. And I know you're not supposed to go out and specifically kill snakes. So here I am wondering what to do. Um, a woman alone on a farm with two kids. There's a snake skin on the eggs. And I was just like, I'm going to put this bird netting out see if I can trap it and just see if I catch it. So, you know, I don't want to be like bitten or my kids and what's worse and the kids get bitten and nothing happened for about two weeks. And then all of a sudden it was a windy day and the bird netting, the black one, which is the one that can catch them, they are apparently inquisitive and they slide in and they can't get out. The bird netting had shifted a foot and I had a spade there, but it had fallen on the spade. And I went to go pick the spade up and then realised there was a snake in there. So can you imagine, I haven't seen a snake before or for a very, very long time. And just adrenaline took over. And of course I chopped the snake. Um, I didn't know what else to do. I did that. And I chopped it in 10 bits because it kept moving and it freaked me out. And I was also, afterwards, of course the adrenaline just courses through your veins. And then I stomped around going, this is so not fair. You're the, as soon as the husband leaves, you get a snake in the property and it's not my job to kill it. And then, and then I just had sort of, it was like an epiphany, like some beam had come down from the skies and went, actually, Cindy, you're being really sexist. There's actually no such thing as boy and, and girl jobs. There's just jobs and you need to pull your finger out and start doing them. And wow, that was like, that was the beginning of my 40s. There's no such thing as boy and girl jobs. There's just jobs and you just need to pull your finger out and start doing them. And so I think I'd kind of lent on my husband. I mean, possibly as you do, you know, you're both, you're both good at things. And I guess you get brought up in um, somewhat sexist role models, I guess. You know, the men do, do these jobs and the girls do, do these jobs. Even though my first career was a gardening greenkeeper, mowing lawns, chainsawing. You know, I've been a cherry picker chainsawing and I joined the CFS. I was in the country fire service in Narracourt, putting out fires, which, you know, and, and doing that sort of thing, which I guess normally would have been a male-dominated area. And so I don't know why it took me so long to, like, really sink in that, you know, why can't you build something, fix something, 
kill, I guess, kill the snake. And after that, that became my empowered 40s. So I'm very excited to say, yeah, you can do what you want is the thing of my 40s. And what would I tell myself? Because I'm only halfway through them, of course. My 40s, what would I tell myself earlier? Mm, yeah, to hurry up and sort of wake up. Start to, start to become aware already. Um, I think that's where I'm at now and moving forward. So I guess to, to sort of finish and wrap this segment up, which I'm excited to be asking other people these questions because I have a funny feeling there's going to be some overlapping things and some really groundbreaking things that some things will all be unique and different in and some things will have in common. So that's what I'm hoping to sort of extract from people and share and basically relate so that we can all feel good about ourselves, I guess, at the end of the day. But, you know, the last sort of question is, okay, what would you like to tell your future self? Um, and I think that's that's a really moving question for me because I am excited for the future. I feel like I've only just been warming up. All of this hard work and in the 30s where you just do everything and you're everyone, everything to everyone. And then in the 40s, you start to get empowered and realise you can put yourself first and um, you've got to fill up your own cup before it can overflow and you can fill up other people's cups after that. You can't sort of give from your cup before it's full. I love, I love waking up. So I'm, I'm now becoming aware and waking up that there's more to life than just being alive and surviving I'm in thrive mode so what I'm researching what I'm interested in what I'm sort of pursuing what lights me up and and gets me going I'm really going to hone in and really focus on that oh and the other exciting thing which I'll get you to ask yourself is what is it that you actually want I feel like that's a huge question what do you want what do you want? Do you know what you want? I can tell you one thing you know for sure, you know what you don't want. You could write pages about that stuff. What don't you want? I know I don't want to do this. I don't want to work in an office. I don't want to work in a laboratory. I don't want to work in a kitchen that's stainless steel and has no windows. That is for certain. I absolutely and 100% sure about that. Um, so I can write all day about what it is I don't want. But if someone actually said to you, what do you want? You know, you've actually got to be able to articulate that because when I feel like this is like the exciting part of the future, if you write it down, if you actually articulate it, if you write it in sentences or really get clear about it in your head of what it is you actually want and, and actually describe it and think about it in such detail that you can describe a day, a week, a year or a month of what it is you do want. Um, it's actually really hard to do, but if you can do it, it's like it sets the wheels in motion. And I'm so excited about this part because when the wheels are in motion, things start happening that you wrote on your list or you articulated in your head about what you actually do want. And I'll give you one example right now. Two years ago, I wrote down I wanted to do an art exhibition. That very same day that I wrote those words down in one of my little notebooks, the very same day I got a message from Holix Winery asking if I would do an exhibition from my artwork. 
I kid you not, I kid you not, this very, very same day. The other thing I just did not long ago was say I was interested in doing a podcast. And within the week, I figured out how to do a podcast. I didn't know it was so easy, actually. Whoopsies, I thought it would be something very difficult. And I managed to write down, and then even recording that first episode, I was just about to get overwhelmed with too much decision-making. And I just decided, you know what, that pitch is fine. I like the dirt that goes with nitty gritty. I like talking about this. This is what I'm going to talk about to start with. And is it perfect? Certainly not. Is it how it will be in five years time? Probably not. That's probably a certainly not. Um, but it's a start. And I think it's getting over that initial, um, oh, but what if I fail? But what if you don't? sort of question and I'm really being specific these days um, about what it is that I do want what do you want oh I feel like there's a bazillion amount of energy molecules that we've got for avoiding what we don't want I've got all the time in the world to think about making decisions and moving away from what I might regret or what will possibly be bad for me but I'm not putting any energy and I don't feel like it's a natural thing as such to move towards something that I do want and so for me starting to write it down what I, what do I want what do I specifically want in words in sentences in timelines describing a day a perfect day gosh you know putting energy into that is actually really hard and I'd love to hear from you on what do you want or have you even thought about what do you want in, in life because I feel like we could talk all day about what we don't want but honestly talking about what you do want what do you want so I'm getting really clear about that and I'm just so excited to be aware and noticing that that is a powerful step to take moving forward so, you know, here's cheers to the future. I can't wait. I have written some cool stuff down, let me tell you. And if only 10% of it comes true, I'm going to be having a ball. So um, let's hope we all have a ball together. And talk to you in the next podcast. Hi, thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it and resonated with something. My aim is to uncover and highlight how we're all so different and unique, and yet we all have so much in common. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on any of the podcast apps. Take care. Bye-bye.